The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. World events getting worse, and what we need to be doing about it. You are listening to the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving so I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show originates at the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show airs on global shortwave stations WBCQ, Monticello, Maine, at frequency 7.490, and also on WRMI, Radio Miami International, on frequency 5850. And you can tune in to Key Radio, 89.3 FM in Osage Beach, Missouri. And this show is also available on demand on Spreaker, Anchor, Podpoint, Podpage, and Red Circle. My email address is jim at offgridliving.faith and be sure to visit my website, which is offgridliving.faith. And thanks for tuning in today. I really do appreciate it. Well, I have several things I want to talk about today and I'm just going to kind of get right into it. But before I do, I do want to mention the letters that I'm getting. I'm getting some great ideas for future shows. And so starting the next show, I'm going to be answering letters again because I'm starting to get behind. And I was going to do that this show, but it's been kind of a wild week here. And I'm trying to get things ready for spring. But to be frankly honest, this show has got to take kind of a sinister turn. As most of you know, I follow the world events really close because I'm trying to keep you informed of what's going on. And so you can make the right decisions for yourself and your family. And I am convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that the world is led by a bunch of satanic imbeciles and that there's nothing that they want to do more than have a nuclear war with Russia. It becomes more evident every day when you have small countries kicking out Russian diplomats, you have a world court that 
the United States doesn't even recognize it, that puts out an arrest warrant for Putin. And of course, all of this hoopla about arresting Donald Trump and the failure of banks. And I think it's just sickening, beyond sickening, that these banks can get bailed out, but the depositors are left holding an empty bag. And these people that mistreated the money, they mishandled it, possibly through corruption, but definitely incompetence. They always get a get-out-of-jail-free card. And as I look at the jobs report and all the layoffs that are happening, and I look at all of the people in the third-world countries that are starting to starve to death, and I look overhead and see the chemtrails coming down overhead every day, and I see that people are more interested in basketball and football and drinking a beer than they are paying attention to what's going on. And in a way, I envy those people because I maybe pay too much attention. But I'm kind of like a watchman. But I don't want to just watch things happen. I want to do something about it. And it has me pretty frustrated. And so this show is going to be about rubber meets the road. I think that by the time this show airs, and I'm recording it just two days before it airs, who knows what the world's going to be like. And there was a time where the United States could just sit back and kind of laugh about people not being satisfied with the status quo. But those times are over. We no longer have a place in the world that has a standing of honor. We no longer hold the moral high ground. We just do not. As a matter of fact, we don't hold any of the high ground. And I really think it's going to be like dominoes falling. When one country stands up to the United States, the next one will too. And right now you have Iran who is being targeted by Israel and the United States. And trust me, I'm no fan of Iran. But I also know that we really don't have any business having troops all over the world. We are not the world government. Washington does not control the world. There are sovereign nations all over this planet that need to be respected. And right now, the people that we have in all positions are not respecting the sovereignty of nations anywhere. And so that really has got us into really hot water. Because I'm afraid that once the United States gets into bad way, and with this banking situation, we are in a bad way. But I think that we're going to be piled on really hard. No mercy is going to be shown to the United States. And in my studies, I find that the United States government is spending almost as much time watching we the people as they are their enemies all over the world. And last week I reported on a drone sighting, and I wondered what was up. Well, I found a website that shows airplane activity and drone activity. And we have drones all over that are spying on we the people. And so we have a government that's totally out of control. Why are they spying on you? Why are they spying on me? You talk about a waste of taxpayer money. But I think that these people are scared because they know what they're doing to us and they know we're starting to find out. And you might wonder, what does this have to do with off-grid? Well, on one hand, it has nothing to do with living off-grid. But on another hand, it has everything to do with it. Because if these people have their way, 
we're going to be back in the Stone Age. And what I mean by these people, it seems like our own government wants to take away our automobiles. We will own nothing and be happy by 2030. And it seems like that we've made enemies all over the world, and they want to bomb us into the Stone Age. And so it seems like friend and foe alike are going to do everything in their power to push us under the bus and run us over. And so all of my talking about becoming self-sufficient, I think, needs to be taken very seriously right now. As a matter of fact, I really think that we're to that point where if you're not even on the road to being self-sufficient, you're going to be in a lot of trouble. I hope I'm wrong. I really do. But the more studying I do, the more I try to disprove some of the things that I think are happening, unfortunately, the more it proves that I'm right. And not only I'm right, I have listeners that are sending me emails and letters, and they're right too. We all see it. And there was a guy that was doing a news report about pilots that are having heart attacks, and apparently this past week, five major airlines have had their pilots die or be incapacitated because of heart issues while flying their plane. Five of them. And this commentator said, well, I wonder if there's a pattern here. I wonder what's up with that. He goes, well, I know some people might say it's something, but I'm not going to go there. I know what he was meaning. He was meaning that he's not going to go to blame that death jab because he doesn't want to be on the outside. And so this person checks in his honesty, his intelligence, and his humanity at the door, and then he goes on the air and says something asinine like, I don't know why this is happening. You think there might be a trend starting here? Of course there's a trend starting here. There are people that are dying all over from this death shot. In my little area here, and I really stay close to home, I can name five people now that have died from the COVID vaccine. But yet not one person has had the guts to stand up and say they died because they got vaccinated. And I know on my Truth to Ponder episode, I talked about me breathing something down into my lungs, and I'm still fighting that. And I also was at a public event that had lots of people, and I think I got shedded on again. And that would make it twice in the last six months that I've had people with shedding issues. The popular belief is that you build up an immunity, but I don't know how you build up an immunity to a bioweapon. I just don't see that happening. And I know that, speaking from experience, that every time this hits me, it hits me a little harder. Not any less. I'm not sure if I got shed on or or had the COVID virus get me in a more natural way than being shed on. But I know I've spent the last two days in bed, and I can't afford to do that. I got cows that are having calves right now. I have a lot of things I have to do. And I have a lot of responsibility, not only to my listeners on my show, but to my animals and to my business. And I'm really sick of the whole bioweapon thing. I'm sick of the the game. And we have game players. All these politicians are just playing games. All these people that are in the Pentagon that call themselves generals, they're imbeciles. They're absolute imbeciles. They're more worried about having troops say the right pronoun as they would be how to clean a gun and how to defend themselves. 
and they wonder why recruiting is getting so hard and they're not hitting their quotas. I know that if I had a son that was military age, there would be no way I would encourage him to enlist, and that would go triple if I had a daughter that was thinking of joining. Not because I'm not patriotic, it's not because I don't love this country, but I don't want to see innocent American blood shed for Joe Biden. Can you imagine it? Can you imagine shedding blood for Lindsey Graham? Can you imagine shedding blood for Joe Biden or Mitch McConnell or any of those people? Nancy Pelosi? It doesn't matter what party. They're all corrupt. They're all evil. And all of them want a war. And I know I'm kind of on a rant, but I think that someone needs to rant about, I don't want a war. I don't want to see my country destroyed. I don't want to see my friends and neighbors die from fallout and get all sorts of radiation poisoning. I don't want to have my animals die of radiation poisoning. I don't want to see nature totally just destroyed. I don't want to see the trees and the plants and the birds and the small animals all destroyed because of Joe Biden, Lindsey Graham, and all these idiots, Macron in France and Trudeau in Canada. All these people are just imbeciles, and all they want to do is depopulate the world, and they are hell-bent on doing it. And so I think that we have to do what we have to do to be vocal against it, number one, but number two, there ain't nobody going to come save you. There is no government agency, there's no food pantry, there's nothing. There's just you. And I don't even know if you can count on your neighbors when it gets so bad that everyone's hungry. And so I really think that if you haven't got really serious about how dangerous this world has become, then I have to question your judgment. I know some might call me a fearmonger. And no, I don't want to be afraid of anything, but I want to be prepared. There's a big difference from spreading fear and spreading that you think they should get prepared. Now, the remarks that I'm hearing out of Russia are not good. The remarks that I'm hearing that are headed towards Russia from other countries are not good. And I can already see it's already starting to play out that the minute the United States thinks they can escalate the Ukraine war and try to join in and do more than they're doing, all of a sudden, you're going to have hot spots all over the world open up. You're going to have North Korea. You're going to have the former Yugoslavia, that whole area. You're going to have the Middle East. You're going to have our own southern border. You're going to have more crisis coming out of Afghanistan and that area. You're going to see our bases in Iraq are going to be decimated. And so we're going to have so many holes in the dam, and the water is going to be rushing through from so many places. We don't have the money. We don't have the expertise. We don't have the leadership. We don't have the manpower. There is no way if China attacks Taiwan and North Korea attacks South Korea and it blows up in Yugoslavia and it blows up in the Middle East and it escalates in Ukraine and people are storming across our southern border, there is no way that we're going to keep that genie in the bottle. And I don't know why we have people that are supposedly in power that are doing their best to say everything's fine. Oh, the banks, they're solid. Our economy's great, isn't it? 
Even Walmart and Amazon are laying people off. Get real, folks. Walmart and Amazon wouldn't lay anybody off if they didn't have to. And then just recently, we had the Mexican army raided and took a little port, a little seaport, away from a company owned United States. And so all over the world, you're going to see the United States being challenged everywhere by everyone. And what that's going to do is ultimately empty our shelves in our store. It's going to break our small-town banks, and make no mistake about it, our small-town banks have a target on them like you wouldn't believe. Just like all homeowners, all property owners have a target on them, you will own nothing and be happy. And one of the tools that the common people use to get ahead is loans from a local bank. And so they want to have all these too-big-to-fail banks. Now, what do you mean, too-big-to-fail? That means they can do anything they want with the depositor's money and get away scot-free. And then everyone has to just bend over. And I, for one, have had it. I guess I've watched way too many videos and listened to way too many people and read way too many articles that are people that are just trying to lie right to our face and tell us everything's wonderful. I don't want to stand up here and say the sky is falling. That's not me. But I am going to say this, if you're not prepared for the sky to fall, then I think you might get hurt. But I have to tell you that things are getting horribly out of hand. As a matter of fact, they are so far out of hand, I personally believe that the decisions have already been made, that there's going to be hostility start right here, right at home, very soon. I really do believe that we have so many things happening behind the scenes, so many things that we have that are spying on us and getting information on us. And why would they do that? And it seems that the doctors right now all have to go through a series of questions. They'll ask you all these questions in order. And when they come to a question and you don't answer it, they get stuck because they have to fill something out and they put all of this information into a computer database that is accessible by the government and other doctors. And I can see where that could really help if you're in a massive car wreck and someone could get your vital information off of a computer program. I understand that. But what they're doing is they're finding out who's vaccinated. And I've talked to three people now that when they've refused to get the COVID shot, their doctor immediately tried to push the flu shot. When they refused that, the doctor moved immediately to a tetanus shot. Three people. And I found out from someone in the medical profession that really knows that doctors are forced to go down the list because there are certain files they have to fill out, certain papers that have to be filed and have to be put on this computer system. And so we're under assault from the skies, we're under assault from our doctors, we're under assault by our government. We have CIA running amok, FBI running amok. We have drones flying everywhere. And I have verified there are more drone sightings in Nebraska. There's four more people I've talked to that have knowledge that, yes, there are drones. And the people are seeing them at night. And I don't know if they're not flying in the daytime. I don't think they are. I think they're just flying at night. Right now, it's calving season right here in the middle part of the United States. 
And so you have to get up and check your cows several times during the night. And so we have ranchers that are out checking their cattle, and all of a sudden a drone will come by. And that's who's starting to see the drones is cattlemen. Now, why are drones flying over ranch country? Well, they're getting information. And I'm convinced now that it's our own government. And I'm also very convinced that since we're property owners and we're independent people, and we happen to be a very red state, that we're being watched. And I don't appreciate it. I think that's a horrible precedent to set. I think it's very un-American. I think it's a waste of tax money. I think it's a waste of everybody's time. But someone has a master plan to do something. I don't know what, but it's nefarious. Yeah, you kind of caught me in a mood today, but I can't help it. It seems that I'm watching my world disintegrate, and you're seeing the same thing. And somebody has to stand up and say, enough. And unfortunately, we don't have anybody in power that can do that. I don't know what to think about Donald Trump anymore. I don't know what to think about any of these people that, are, that have been part of the system. I just don't see that we have any advocate anywhere. Not a true one. And I think it's very telling. And I think it's very telling that we have all of this videotape that was shot during the quote-unquote insurrection. And they're not letting any of this be evidence. Now, they put these security cameras up so they can get evidence, but they're not admitting a lot of this in the court cases. Why? Because it doesn't show what they are saying that happened. The second half of the show, I'm going to be getting on to ways to prepare and some different topics that I want to talk about. But I want to really get things going as far as this show is that we have to mentally prepare to really hunker down. I think we have to mentally prepare for the hardest time that we've ever had in our life. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope that a year from now you can laugh at this broadcast and say, boy, that guy was wrong. I really want that. But I really don't think that that's going to happen. We have way too many people that have way too few brain cells that are way too ambitious, that don't care anything about you, they don't care anything about me, they don't care about anything but their own greedy self. And so as I get on to the second part of the show, you'll know why I'm going to be so insisting of why you have to start doing things right now to prepare for what's about to hit us. And it seems that everybody that is putting out programs at all like this or videos have all pretty well resigned themselves to the fact that, yes, there's going to be a huge war. And then when you look at the fact that Xi Jinping and President Putin have signed all sorts of agreements, that it's going to be us against them. And I think that the United States is not going to have near the partners they think they're going to have. Because once China shuts off the tap, it's over. It's over for the United Kingdom. It's over for the United States. It's over for Canada. It's over for a lot of the world that gets shut off from China. Because we foolishly have taken all of our money and we built factories and helped build factories in Japan and in the Philippines and in China and in Vietnam and all over the place, but not here. Now, I'm going to get on my little soapbox. I guess I've been on it, but I'm going to change 
one step over to another soapbox. But the reason we won World War II is because we had factories. We had Minneapolis Moline Tractor Company. We had Studebaker. We had Packard. We had Willis. We had American Bantam. We had Nash. We had Alice Chalmers. We had all of these companies that made tractors and farm machinery and trucks and cars, and they retooled, and they made aircraft engines. They made bomber parts. They made tanks. They made trucks. They made jeeps. They made all sorts of things for the war effort. And giving just a little bit of history here, when the stock market crashed in 1929, these companies had to go all the way through the 1930s without very much capital investment going into their factories. Then all of a sudden, they were forced to fight a war. And these factories had to retool and retrain. And so when 1945 came around and the war was winding down, we had all of these factories that are now closed, were worn out. They needed money. But with the Marshall Plan, all of our big investors were encouraged to invest in Japan, to rebuild Japan, and invest in Germany. And so the money that should have went to Packard, that should have went to Minneapolis Moline, that should have went to Studebaker, it went overseas. It went to Japan. And what did Japan do? They came and outcompeted us all through the 70s and 80s with the money that we investors invested in Japan. And our American investors made a huge mistake. They should have invested in our own companies here. But since they didn't, all of these factories that won World War II, now I know that Ford and General Motors and Chrysler, I know that they did massive amounts. But when you're looking at like the Jeep was a very common vehicle in World War II, that was Willis. Of course, it was an American Bantam design that Willis was given the contract for. That's a whole different story. But what I'm trying to say is, is that we do not have the capability because recently we've sent all of our money to China. And guess what? We have imbeciles in Washington, D.C. that want to pick a war with China. Can you imagine if China decided to declare war, and Russia did, and North Korea did, and Venezuela did, and Cuba did, and Syria did, and Iran did, and then all of a sudden you're going to have all these other countries in Africa and around that have grievances, and they have big grievances because we've went into Africa and we've experimented on those people for years with vaccines and all sorts of things. And believe me, the chickens are going to come home to roost. So the second part of the show, I'm going to be getting really blood and guts of how we can really mentally, physically, and spiritually prepare for what I think could be only days away. And I hope to God I'm wrong. But I think this is going to be a very important broadcast. I'm going to try to keep it as positive as I can. But I want to tell everybody, it's now rubber meets the road. I think we're here. And if we still have a few weeks or a month or two, then we need to count that as a blessing. But every second of every day, we have to at least work towards becoming self-sufficient and becoming prepared. We have no choice. And if people like me don't go out and try to shake you a little bit and wake you up and say, look, I want to help you. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to help you. I hope you people realize that because I really do care for my listeners. 
And on the other side of the break, I'm going to switch gears and I'm going to roll up my sleeves and we're going to figure out some ways we can survive this mess. And welcome back to the second half of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. This is Jim Calhoun, and I really do appreciate you tuning in. And there's something that I should have started the show out with that I didn't. And I'd like to say a special shout out to Wendell, because Wendell did, I think, just an absolute wonderful thing for me. I've been talking about everyone needing to consider getting a Geiger counter. And it's been on my list. But for some reason, I just wasn't getting it done. And last week, I received a package from Wendell. And Wendell sent me a brand new Geiger counter. So thank you, Wendell, from the bottom of my heart. You don't know how much that touched me. That was just really wonderful. And I hope I never have to use it. Of course, I'll use it for experiments and things if I don't have to use it in case of an emergency. But I think that that's where I'm going to kind of pick up the second half of the show. The first half of the show, it was definitely a rant, and I do apologize for ranting, but I really do care, and I'm really frustrated. I really don't like the direction that our country's going in. The person we have in the White House is an absolute joke. When asked about the meeting between Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, he said, it was overrated. Nothing's going to come of it. Now don't worry about it. Joe Biden is an insult to humanity. You know, I generally look up to my elders and treat them with respect, but that man I can't. Absolutely not. He's had a pampered life of being corrupt and buying influence and charging people for influence through him, making his family rich, and just thumbing his nose, and his family is, and they're a disgrace, and I think he's full of you-know-what, and the fact that he is pushing for World War III because he's the big guy, he's an absolute disgrace, and here I am back on my soapbox and also ranting again, but I can't help it. I am very, very upset with the fact that nobody is trying to avert World War III. It seems like all these countries have decided, well, I guess we're just going to have a war, and I guess it's going to be nuclear, and that's it. What about the people? What about the children? What about the old folks? What about the defenseless, innocent animals that are going to be nuked? What about all the history in architecture and also culture? that's going to just be obliterated. These people don't care. We have absolute monsters in control of almost every government on the face of this planet. And that's why I'm frustrated, and also from the letters and emails that I'm getting from my listeners, they're frustrated. And all I can say is, is that we have to watch out for ourselves. Because there is going to be an end. All of this is going to play out. It's not just going to go away. So you can't just stick your head in the sand and say, well, maybe they're going to sign a peace treaty. Well, to that, I've got to say, the United States hasn't been honoring their treaties. Neither did Ukraine. Neither did Germany. 
and the UK is not going to be any better. Neither is Canada. These people that are in charge don't care. And so even if they do come up with a quote-unquote peace treaty, one of them is going to go back on it. You can count on that. But what's really sad is no one's even talking about a peace treaty. They say negotiations are out of the question, and the free world rejects China's peace plan. Well, at least China has a peace plan. I haven't read it, and I don't trust the communist Chinese as far as I can throw them. But at least they made an effort. And the evil people that we have in Washington wouldn't even read it. They just dismissed it. And since when does the United States call the shots for Ukraine? It's a Ukrainian-Russian peace plan. It should be between Russia and Ukraine. And if someone wants to broker that peace, great. But what right does the United States have to say anything about a peace treaty, about any treaties between two other nations? It's absolutely sickening. But I'm going to get, like I say, I want to get onto what we can do about things. And I said I was going to pick things up with a Geiger counter. But when Wendell sent that Geiger counter, it actually brought tears to my eyes. And I really do appreciate it. Now, why did he send me a Geiger counter? Because he, like me, must truly feel that we're going to need one. And I really hesitate on telling people what to do or how to live their life. I will suggest things. But I hesitate to say, you need to do things the way I say you need to do them. Because I'm definitely not the smartest guy in the room. I'm just one that really cares, and I'm willing to do something about it. But, in my opinion, it's time for all of us to get Geiger counters. I know that money is tight. But what's the use of storing up food and money and water and having a bug-out location if you don't know if it's safe inside your location, if you don't know if the area is safe? Because fallout and radiation are silent killers. You don't realize you've been poisoned by the radiation until it's too late, until you start getting the symptoms. And I think in this climate of insanity that we're in, the first thing you need to do is get a decent Geiger counter. That way, if there are nuclear explosions anywhere on the Earth, which I think that it's going to happen, then you'll be able to monitor your area to see if your area is safe. And if you have to go underground and have to get away from radiation, if you have to seek shelter, you're going to have to know when it's safe to come out. Because I'm going to tell you right now that all of the hypotheses that's been put forward about the half-life and the toxicity of the radiation and how long it's going to last and all of that's based on one explosion. What happens if the United States launches, let's say, 500 or 600 nuclear weapons, and Russia does the same? Let's say a 1,000 nuclear weapons detonate at the same time. How long is that going to be for that radiation to go to half-life? I don't know. But I'm going to tell you right now that these idiots that are in charge of all these countries are so willing and they seem to be giddy about the opportunity to push that button. 
every other sentence that comes from any politician, you can trace back to their warmongering and their ability to say, well, we have these great big bombs and we're going to use them. And I tell you what, it leaves you and leaves me just totally out. Our opinion does not count, just like our vote doesn't count anymore. These people don't give a darn about us. All they care about is what it said on those Georgia Guidestones that they want to depopulate this planet. And these people think that, well, at least we're going to kill off most of the people and we're going to survive in our bunkers. Well, I hope that if these people go into bunkers, I do hope the ones that caused this war, as they go to their bunkers, and I'm talking about both sides, or all sides involved, as they go to their bunkers, they're followed by an atomic bomb in their bunker, and it buries them alive. All of them. I don't care if you're talking, I don't care which country you're talking about. Because it's not right, it's not fair, it's not good, it's just pure, unadulterated evil. And here I am on my soapbox again. I'm going to have a hard time containing myself today, I'm afraid. But the first thing we need to do is make sure we're safe. So get a Geiger counter. That's my opinion, but I really highly suggest that. And again, thank you, Wendell. Make sure that you have food, water, and I'm going to add money. I think our banks are going to go down. When you have people like Janet Yellen and other politicians get out and say, our banks are safe and they're sound and they're solid. Just like the medical profession said, the death jab is safe and effective. They're using the same tactics. And also, it's all part of you will own nothing and be happy. Right now we're going through three things in my opinion. Mass extermination, a deliberate destruction of our economy, and so people can't afford to live, and also mass tyranny and suppression of people's rights. And right now, I think that we, as a species, are looked upon by the quote-unquote elites as nothing more than garbage. And in reality, it's the elites that are human garbage. It's the common people that make the world what it is. The common people are generally good people, but it's the so-called leadership and the insane people and the people that should not have any reins of power at all that are pushing all their social agendas. Do you realize that if the government was not pushing transgender and if the news media was not pushing transgender, there would be no such thing as transgender? I know transgender people would say, oh, yes, there would. There's thousands of us. Well, there weren't thousands of you before it was planned to have thousands of you. There's no great transgenders through history. You have people that had mental issues, that had gender dysphoria or whatever they call it, but it is a mental condition. And for these people to say that's normal is just idiotic. But again, I'm straying from where I need to be. Make sure you have enough money. The banks are going to fail. And the reason why I'm so confident that they're going to fail, because most of the banks that do business with you and me are small regional banks. Some of them are even family-owned. A lot of them are just in one community. They have one bank, or they're a small chain of four or five banks or even less. These banks have been targeted for failure. 
when it's time to pay the piper, the big banks are going to skate because they're too big to fail. So who's going to have to take up the slack? Who's going to have to take the hit? Well, it's your little bank, and it's my little bank. That's who's going to take the hit. These too-big-to-fail people are doing things on purpose to absolutely crush the economy. And what happens when they close all the small-town banks? Well, there's less banks to control, so the government's happy, and the banks that are too big to fail are the only game in town. So where do you have to do your banking? You have to go back to one of these great big too-big-to-fail banks. Now, a month or so ago, I talked about going out and corralling up wild horses. And I said that just keep making their pasture smaller and smaller until it becomes an actual corral. And by the time you have them really limited in space of where they can run to get away, they're already caught before they know it. And they're doing the same thing right now with the banks. They are limiting where you can do your business. They're limiting your options of car loans and house loans. And it's all done on purpose. And so you're going to have to be able to take care of your finances. And I know a lot of people are really worried. And so they're maxing out their credit cards. I've seen the graphs. And the graphs are really scary. I've never seen so much credit card use in my life. And I don't have a credit card. Many, many years ago, I got in trouble with credit because I had someone else help manage my money. That person went kind of hog wild because we had a $5,000 credit limit. And so that person went out and spent $5,000. Because, hey, what good is having that credit limit if you don't use it? Well, that was back in the 1980s. And I had to dig out from that. And it was a lesson that I had to learn. And I learned it well. And so I've had a debit card ever since. And so I don't have any monthly bills coming in from any credit company whatsoever. And I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. But for those who do, I think you've done right. For the ones that are living on credit cards, I understand you feel that you must. But if you get only one thing from this show today, only one, this is what I want you to take from this show. You're going to have to start living within your means right now. In other words, if you have to do without, and if you have to really clamp down on your spending, it's better to do it now before you're forced to. Because I have a feeling in the very near future, we're all going to be forced to be clamping down to the extent that it's going to be painful for a lot of people. And for you to take control of your finances and clamp down yourself on yourself, then you at least have an opportunity to get yourself toughened up to when you are going to have to live without. Because right now we are spending just as much time and effort prepping for a war against China as we are with Russia. And let me remind everybody that Russia did nothing to the United States. As a matter of fact, the United States has done a lot of bad things to Russia over the last probably 15 years. And Russia, I think, has been very, very tolerant. And no, I'm no fan of Vladimir Putin. And I'm not pro-Russia but I do call things as I see them. I know that the United States has been putting troops all over Europe with the intentions of containing Russia, 
and they keep talking about containing Russian aggression, while at the same time putting up military bases all over the world. And Russia's not doing that. Russia is not putting military bases all over the world. There's a few scattered around, but not very many. But I've seen a map of how many military installations they're beefing up and building and establishing in the Chinese Sea right now, from the Philippines all the way up through Japan, all through some of them small islands. It's absolutely sickening. And we're towing out these great big first warning systems that are on oil well rig platforms, towing them out to sea, because we're preparing for China to nuke us, while at the same time we're flying B-52s over Russian airspace. Now you tell me they're not trying to cause a war. But this whole thing about China, all China would have to do is embargo the United States. That's all they'd have to do is say, okay, you're unfriendly to us, we don't want to sell to you and shut us off, and Canada, and the United Kingdom, and the rest of the European Union, and just shut off the tap? What's going to happen to our shelves and our stores? They're going to be empty. What's going to happen in our pharmacies? They're going to be empty. We get most of our pharmacy drugs from China. We get almost all of our computer chips from China. We get most of our tools and auto parts from China. Almost all of your farm machinery parts are now made in China. If China just shuts us off, all they have to do is shut us off and wait for about six months. Our economy is going to be so bad that we're not going to have enough money to turn around in this country. Nobody will, including the government. An illegitimate Joe has sold our strategic oil reserves to almost record lows, to the same level that it was in 1983. And we don't have enough oil to fight a war. And then they're putting all these electric vehicles out, saying that they're going to replace gasoline engines. We don't have the infrastructure to charge the cars. And these people know that. They want you to get rid of your gas car, and then get an electric car, and then all of a sudden the grid goes down, and then they've got you. You can't travel anymore. That is their plan. So if you've already fallen into their trap, and bought an electric car and got rid of your gas car, I highly recommend that you get a second car and make sure it runs on diesel or gasoline. Even if you don't use it, you need to have that ability to travel. Because very soon, they're going to shut everybody down. At the same time, they're developing what I consider as prisons for us with these 15-minute cities. And so the handwriting is on the wall. And I know that I'm bringing you lots of joy today, and I really apologize for the doom and gloom. But they are upping their game. I see it, I feel it, and it bothers me. We need to up our game at the same time. We need to stay one step ahead of these people. So getting back onto what I think you need to do is Geiger counter, food, water, and cash. Now. I hesitate to say, go to your local bank and withdraw all your funds. Because if everybody does that, our banks will fail. And so that would be a self-fulfilling type of a activity that we don't want to do. And so I'm going to let that be up to you as to how well you get along with your bank and how much you trust your bank. But if you have your money in one of these great big companies, one of these too big to fail, 
I'd be pulling my money out of there right now. And I'm no fan of the banksters. Believe me, I'm not. But I think we need to support our own local banks. I think we need to support our own local businesses. Back in the old Western movies, they used to circle the wagons in time of trouble. Well, it's time for all of us to circle the wagons. We have to circle them and circle them now and circle them tight and know that our enemies are within as well as abroad. As a matter of fact, the enemies that really are after us the most are within. And it sickens me to watch the videos coming out of France that the French president can act like a dictator and when the people start to protest, the police go out. They're not really trying to arrest anybody. They're just out with billy clubs and with mace and all sorts of tear gas. And they're just out punishing people. They're out there trying to break their skulls open. And so who do these police work for? Do they work for the people of France? Or do they work for an evil dictator? You answer that one. I think it's very obvious. And I think that all of our police departments worldwide have been militarized, including the ones in the United States. So if you have a local sheriff that's a constitutional sheriff, and if you live in a community where the police are actually sane and rational and do their job to protect and serve we the people, then count yourself lucky. I've talked to several old-time cops that are long since retired that said that the people that they're hiring today on purpose are the people they used to drum out of the academy back in the day because they knew they were narcissists, they knew that they were evil, they knew that they were on a power trip, and so they would weed those out and make sure they never got a badge. But I've had retired police say that it's exactly the opposite now. They're after the ones that are willing to follow any order, regardless if it's against your rights or may harm you or whatever. They're just like robots. They're going to follow orders. But getting back to my main point, that you're going to have to start living within your means, you're probably going to have to change your lifestyle a bit. I know it's going to be hard, but you're going to have to learn how to operate as best you can with what you can without using a credit card, without borrowing money, and also without going to get another job. Now, you might say, well, gosh, you know, I'm going to need another job if I don't have, you know, the money coming in from anywhere else. If things fall apart, like I think they're going to be, you're likely not going to have a job at all, let alone a second one. And so if you do go out and get a second job, take every penny of that and put it away. Every penny. Even if it's an extra $20, put it away. Don't go out and buy pizza with it. Put it away. I think that those who listen to my show and listen to the Canadian Prepper, and I really recommend the Canadian Prepper, and also I recommend Hal Turner, because those two guys are going to give you the news well in advance of mainstream media ever even thinking about reporting it. But what I'm trying to say is I think that you and your family need to get on a wartime footing right now and learn the ropes. Get all of your systems put in place, because it's going to happen really soon. And when it does, it's going to be so big and so dramatic that no matter how much that you planned, I guarantee that you're going to be shell-shocked. I guarantee it. I remember the night the Challenger blew up 
the space shuttle blew up. And it was on a night that I had planned to go out and celebrate an anniversary. And that's when it blew up. And back then, you still had establishments that had music seven days a week. And so you could go out and have dinner and listen to live music and just have an enjoyable evening. Well, the place that we decided to go, for some reason, the manager made the poor band, which was a five-piece band, play for five hours to only two people. Because that event shell-shocked this country so much that nobody went out. And the only reason that I did is because we already had it planned and had reservations and went ahead and fulfilled that, but we didn't have an enjoyable evening. That poor band had several band members that were crying all night because they were so upset about the space shuttle blowing up. And that really shell-shocked our country. Then look at 9-11, how shell-shocked that made us. And you think back to December 7th of 1941, that so much shell-shocked this country that it was commemorated for years. As long as those people were alive that went through that, they never forgot it. Well, we're about to see another moment like that, that we're going to wake up and the world is going to change out from under us. And so if we don't have anything ready to go, if we're not spiritually ready, and I mean get right with God and stay in prayer, if we're not spiritually ready, if we're not mentally ready or physically ready, if we're not prepared for what's coming, it's likely just to absolutely bowl us over. And even if we're totally prepared and we think that we're ready, we're not. What's going to hit us is going to be so evil that even the most prepared are going to be left absolutely flabbergasted and speechless and probably unable to function. Yes, it's going to be that bad in my opinion. I pray to God that I'm wrong. But if we're a train and we're on a track, we are heading 90 miles an hour towards a rickety bridge that's broken in the middle, and nobody's putting on the brakes. And I see that there's no way that we're going to avert a disaster unless the brakes are applied right now. But no one's applying the brakes. So I just pray that someone will step in. I pray that there will be a third party that can come in and try to de-escalate. But I don't see that happening. And so, folks, I know that I need to do about another three or four hours on the same topic because there's so many things that you need to be doing. But in a nutshell, get your things in a Faraday cage if you can. Make a Faraday cage for at least your memory sticks for your computer. And if you have an old laptop, store that inside a Faraday cage along with its power supply. Make sure that you save some of your electronics And if you have all of your business records and personal things like photographs and memorabilia, if you have those just online only, even if they're in a cloud somewhere, you need to have a hard copy either on a disk or a memory stick or maybe just a whole other hard drive that is put away in a Faraday cage. I highly recommend that. Make sure you have a Geiger counter to where you know that you're safe. Make sure that your food is stored in a place where Radiation cannot get to it, and your water. And also start planning what you're going to do with your pets when this does happen. And I hate saying when. I wish I was saying if. Now, I know that we had fly over the ranch just yesterday, 
one of the so-called doomsday planes. Those are the aircraft that can control the nuclear weapons remotely from the air. Flew over the ranch. And I later went online and verified its flight path, and yes, it did fly right over. And things are getting scary. And I hope that this episode doesn't scare you. That is not my point. But I hope it does make you angry. I hope it makes you angry enough at the people responsible that we'll hold them accountable. And I hope that it motivates you to finalize your preparations and start practicing things I think you're going to have to be doing anyway. That's limiting what you're doing, limiting your spending, making sure that you live within your means, and concentrate all of your efforts on keeping the home fires burning. Like I say, it's up to you to protect your family. It's up to you. And I'm doing my utmost best to help you. But I do want to tell you folks that I do care about my listeners, and I do care about your safety. And I want you to really think about what I said today, about really getting onto a wartime footing. Because any advantage that you may be able to get from being on a wartime footing before we're actually forced to ration, before we're forced to do all sorts of things that happen during wartime, and that's one of the things this is all about, is subjugating us, controlling us, and unfortunately, I think, exterminating the vast majority of the people on this planet. And so please do your best to take care. Please do your best to plan and prepare. But I hope that my intensity of this show does light a fire under you to where you understand that the time is now for you to be your own hero. I hope that you got something from this message. I always appreciate all the people that come to listen. And I would ask that if you do get something from this show, to please consider donating. I know that money is very tight right now, and I know that we all seem like we're begging for money, but we're not funded by any sponsors or anything else. We're funded by you. And so if you do get something from this show, please consider donating. I take checks, cash, and money orders, and you'd write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media, and you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska. And the zip code is 69143. And I really do appreciate all who donate. So until next time, everyone, get ready. Truly get ready. Stay strong. Stay alert. Keep your powder dry. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.